Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's 54. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923. And enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Well, good evening from a very warm southwest Florida. I don't think everybody can say that tonight, but at least that's one part of the United States where it's very warm. But we've got a lot it's of sports. Not it's not warm in the north. It's not warm. Am I flying <laughs> home? To... It's going to be warming up, but it's not yet. Oh. Yeah, it's in the 70s here. I better. Oh. Uh, is it? Uh, we it's had raining today. It's raining here. But you, but you don't want to hear about the but weather. But I bet we've heard enough of the weather. Right. <laughs> So, I just want to tell you real quick, very important stuff. stuff. A lot of us that are on here right now will be on Tuesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, and you figure out the rest. We're going to do a very special all-night election coverage like you've never heard it before. We have reporters all over the globe ready (laughs) to 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 cover this election from A to Z and hopefully in a very um, professional manner, very unbiasedly, and just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. But anyway, I think think they'll hear some I think Bill they'll hear some opinion from us, but our opinions will not have any bearing on how we cover things. Right. Right, I think we no. can say that it'll be it'll be fair and balanced coverage, and you'll right. hear both sides. Right. And you have yeah, and you have people and, and you balanced. have pe- yes, because you have people in here that are both sides. That's that is right. correct. Okay, so I say so, all of that. Uh, we'll be ready to go. I'll be off the airplane right. and ready to go. Chris, take it away. I all think right. you've got a few things to say. Got a, got an announcement. Uh, we we sort of uh, promoted this today, last few days, because we finally uh, made the decision on Friday night. We had a little bit of a staff meeting. But this is our last Sports Lounge Live show on Sundays. It is not our last Sports Lounge, Lounge Live show. We are going to move to Tuesdays. Now, the reason for that is we think it's a better fit for when the sports are actually happening. It's very rare that something's going on. Now, we just had a situation where the the Saints beat the Bears, and it happened about a minute before the show uh, got going. And you know how often we're giving you partial scores, and we've had situations this year where we've had ba- a basketball final, a hockey game. Uh, we've had, uh, you know, uh, baseball and football all going opposite us. So we're thinking that people will be able to give it more in- attention, and we'll be able to give more complete coverage if we move to Tuesdays. And we're going to be a little earlier when we move to Tuesdays. We're going to be Tuesdays at 6 p.m and the Eastern Time, 5 Central, and so forth. And the same length as we do, you know, an hour and a half to two hours show, depending on the amount of material we have to cover. 
But what it's going to do, especially during the football season, we're going to give you a full scoreboard, as we always do. I'll be able to come in and give you the standings. Right now, we sort of have partial standings that we can kind of t- talk about if they become relevant. But that's going to be good when we get later in the year and we're figuring out playoff possibilities and so forth. Then we're also going to be able to uh, give any standings for any league, you know, as we open reopen the league, yeah. you know, basketball and hockey and then baseball. And just basically, uh, also, I think we'll be able to get, uh, Sean thinks we'll be able to get, once they're available, the uh, playoff uh uh, standings for uh, the NCAA as they become available. And, when, and, right. other, and other things also with this, think about all the playoffs usually start on, you know, when, so on Sunday nights, a lot of times we're still, in most of them, we're not quite sure the Sunday at the end of the season because, you know, NFL still has a Sunday night game that sometimes, you know, baseball pretty much we know but the others, you know, hockey and basketball, they're wrapping up. So we'll pretty much have, as they get to their seasons, to their playoff season, right. we'll have. Yep. And, and people have said they wanted more opinion. I think this gives you a whole lot better chance of a lot more opinion. And we want more opinions from you guys, whatever your views yes. are, so, as far as sports goes. Call in and tell us. We want we want our views, but we also want yours. Yeah, so and, we'll be, yeah. and we'll be able to talk about a lot more things and go into deeper yep. discussions. So, so this is show number 116. It is uh, November 1st, uh, 2020. In November, we will always remember. We don't know how this is all going to turn out with the election and anything else that's going to fall from there, but we know we will never forget this month. We already know that before it even starts because it's so momentous, and that's why we want to cover it on Sunday night, I mean on Tuesday night. And this will be our last Sunday show, and we'll move to Tuesday. So the way it's going to work, next Sunday we will not be on, and we will be on on the 10th. So Tuesday night, we'll do the election coverage on the 3rd from 7 on, as uh, Bill told us. And then eight, the 8th will uh, not be a show, but the 10th, we will start our Tuesday night show, number 117, and that'll be on um, November 10th, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, onward. So that's what we're going to do. So, uh, Robert, you've got a couple of things. Uh, I've actually... Well, probably Sean, 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 better to... Yeah, Sean, I got to go, and then uh, he'll introduce Robert, and then we'll get to the football. Okay. All right. First of all, let's get to the uh, how you can dial in. You can dial any Zoom number, but if you don't have one, 646-876-9923, or download the Zoom app, enter 287-723-4600. If the town key twice, star nine raises your hand on the computer, alt, or on the phone, alt-Y on the computer. Uh, then when we call on you, you'll unmute yourself. Uh, you'll be unmuted. Also, if you want to interact with us throughout the week, 712-432-3642. Board 9 is the Sports Lounge Board, and Board 13 is the Schedules Board. Uh, anytime you want to leave us any comments, questions, criticisms, Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net, 800-693-0595, option 2, or 773-572-7715. When you hear the greeting, just hit the pound key, and you can skip right out over it and that way we'll get it directly. So, all right, now, poll question. With the election coming up, what item in sports would you like to have put on the ballot for people to vote on to see if they want it changed? What item would you like to? We'll do that uh, later on the show. Be thinking about that. Uh, we'll, we'll give you time. That way you can come in 
and talk about that when we get to it after a little miscellaneous and right before the death and everything. So, yep. well, what item would you like to change? So, anyway, one thing Robert, I forgot to do uh, also before we turn to Robert, I forgot about the death list and what we do with these deaths. We put them at the end of the show. So those, uh, but those who uh, think they might be interested in somebody or uh, grew up listening to somebody or, or having the, you know, having them on your team, you might want to hear about that person in more detail. So I'll quickly tell you who we're going to be talking about tonight in the death uh, group. And Al Carapella, he was a defensive tackle for the 49ers in the 50s. He was 93 years old. Uh, Jimmy Orr, the wide receiver for uh, from out of the University of Georgia and then Pitts, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Uh, Miguel uh, Angel Castellini, 73. He was the light middleweight uh, champion. Robert, if you know anything about him, you can throw that in at the time. Uh, he was only a champion for a little while, as we'll talk about. Uh, uh, Bob Whitlow was a center football, 84 years old, from uh, played for the, the Washington Redskins. We can say Redskins if it's before this year, for Washington, <laughs> Detroit, and Atlanta, and Cleveland. Yeah. And Herb Adderley, a uh, great Green Bay uh, player there for all the glory years, played with the Packers and then with Dallas, and he was 83 years old. And he was in four of the first, 81 years old, he was in four of the first six Super Bowls. So, uh, but what we wanted Robert to talk about was uh, what happened in NASCAR and in boxing this weekend. Yeah, um, in NASCAR, Chase Elliott won the uh, race today in uh, Virginia, and that sets him up. Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, and Brad Keselowski are going to be the final four drivers to compete for the championship in NASCAR next week. Now, Kevin Harvick won the most races, but unfortunately for him, uh, because he was involved in a wreck on the final lap of the race, that knocked him out of the uh, possibility of competing for the championship due to NASCAR's point system. Uh, I think that that needs to be changed. I think when a driver wins the most races throughout a year, he should automatically have a spot in the final race. But that's just one man's opinion. And in boxing, yeah. and in boxing last night, uh, Gervonta Tank Davis uh, knocked out Leo Santa Cruz. And I didn't think this – I mean, Davis is a knockout puncher, but I didn't think he would knock him out because Leo is a hell of a fighter. And, but he knocked him out in the sixth round, and what this sets up now is Davis will have he, – he'll keep his title at 130, and he also got a, a, uh, a secondary title at 135 to possibly set up for future uh, possibilities of maybe fighting uh, Teofimo Lopez, who won a couple of weeks ago against uh, Lomachenko. But the problem is, as I discussed uh, earlier – um, on our phone system, uh, boxing is like U.S. politics. There's too many divisions, and I don't know if a lot of the fights that should happen will, will ever happen, unfortunately. But uh, that's what happened in boxing last night. Okay. And real quick, right. Chris, and before, then, we, before we – hold on, Robert. Before we get to football here, real quick, yeah. I know we don't – talk about this at all, but I do want to take a, a few seconds here. I want to congratulate the Gladbrook Rhinebeck Rebels for making the girls volleyball tournament in Iowa. And also we feel bad for the Wapsie Valley Warriors who also made that tournament. They had to withdraw from the tournament because of a connection 
to the program testing positive. You feel bad for any team that that happens to, but yeah. Hey, congratulations to the Rebels. We hope that they win the tournament. Yeah. Sure. One other one other thing on the boxing before we go to football. Last night was the first event in boxing since COVID hit that fans were allowed. Uh, this fight took place at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, and of course. That place seats like 80,000 people for football. They had it very well set up, and 9,000 people were there, and they were all socially distanced. So, yeah. plenty of space. On to football. Yep. Yep. Perry is getting in his window. Right I am now. going into the window, yes. Uh, I don't think. Pretty day, that's all we'll say. Yes. <laughs> the first. Falcons 25, Panthers 17 on Thursday night. You never really thought the Falcons were any jeopardy of losing that game, but no, was it was a good like, game. They like really dominated it, you know, and they did. they've got some talent, and we're going to be talking about another team, Minnesota, with some talent. You know, these teams that are, those two teams, I mean, it's, it, it, the Jets are a different story, Jacksonville. Those teams have talent, and they were supposed to do something this year, and they're not really going to, but it it is not uh, that far away. They could cause a lot of trouble for people down the road. But didn't you guys feel like watching that game, though, that uh, because of what Atlanta's done throughout the year of giving away big leads, that at any time, uh, you know, the Panthers could come back and win it. And, of course, that, the, yes. weather, the, the weather yes. did not help because in Charlotte it was pouring down rain and it was a sloppy field. And uh feel lucky that you got, you know, 41 points out of the deal. The, yeah. thing, uh, the thing that also was I was thinking of Hank Stram. Because when remember you'd listen to the Monday night games and somebody kicked two or three field goals and they go up six nothing nine nothing they're going to regret this they didn't get any touchdowns and they, you know Atlanta kicked a lot of field goals but they had the ball a lot and you just got the feeling that the Carolina just didn't have the offense to to make it back so and that turned out to be the way it was. Yep. Bills twenty four Patriots twenty one Chris the dog wasn't happy and I'll bet you weren't no either. no the the Patriots played better. Um, as I knew they would. I mean, they were horrible last week, so they had to play better. And the, it, what happened was it was a low-scoring game. It was 7-6 at halftime, and the defenses were really dominating. Then the running games took over, and both teams ran up and down the field. Bill Belichick did a strange thing, though. It was 14. The Patriots had come back to tie it up 14-14, got a touchdown, a two-pointer to tie the game. He then went for an onside kick. Now, the way that onside kicks used to work, it was a lot more uh, feasible to recover. For some reason, he thought he just saw something and, and was going to go for an onside kick. He outsmarted himself. Buffalo got the ball like at about the Patriots 40 or something and marched right in. I'm not saying that decided the game or anything because you don't really know. What did decide the game was then the Patriots came back and tied it up. Buffalo got a field goal, 24-21. Patriots had a nice drive going down the field, got down to about their, the uh, Buffalo 12 with about a minute to go. And it was in the middle of a play. They were started at the 20. It was a good uh, run by Cam Newton. But a Buffalo defender knocked the ball away and recovered. Another guy recovered the fumble, and that was the end of the game. So uh, Buffalo almost lost that game. The Patriots were right there. But, you know, it's really the, the passing of the guard. That puts Buffalo at 6-2, and two, and the Patriots now are 2-5. And, five, and uh, it'll, it'll uh, really, it's like a magic number of about four for, the, for Buffalo to win this division over the Patriots. And we'll be talking about Miami Patriots later. Are, the Patriots the are even behind the Dolphins. They are. Yes. They are. Yeah. So the question is, will they, we've got the trade deadline on Tuesday. Is anything going to happen? Are they going to make any trades? Yeah, that'll be at 4 p.m. Eastern, by the way. 4 p.m. So busy news day. Uh, you know, do the, your football trades before that, and then uh, move on to the election in the evening. Yeah. Bengals 31, Titans 20. The Titans have lost now 
a couple back to back. Yep. Yes. Well, Cincinnati's been rewarded here. They have played very hard this year, and they have uh, been very close in a lot of games. And you know, they're a young team, but they got rewarded today. They were able to to pull, pull one out, and their fans, so whoever, because I know they're allowing some fans in Ohio, uh, they were able to see their team win. And uh, you know, I think they're going up to their bye next. So this was a good win for Cincinnati. Joe Burrow had another good game. Uh, the Titans, uh, well, you know, you, you just don't know how good some of these teams are. They they start to struggle and then they turn it back on. So we'll see about the, what the Titans can do. But of course, their bye is over. Won't be able to reorganize. But uh, they uh, just and never, never were really uh, able to take take hold of this game. The one thing helping them is they're in the AFC South. So you know, which Houston we know what they are. Jacksonville, Indianapolis is you know, Indianapolis is good, but I mean, well, they're AFC, tied with for first now. Yeah, they're tied for first now. So I mean, but they're in the South, so that should help. It's not yeah. like that they were in, say, oh, the NFC West or something right. like that. Or, right, that's true. You, know, you lose. Mm-hmm. Raiders 16, Browns 6. Robert, this sounds like it was just a sloppy game all around. Uh, well, you, you know, when I woke the, up. And the weather, morning, and let's be honest, the weather was bad. Uh, yeah, when I woke up this morning and I heard the weather forecast in Cleveland, I'm thinking, oh, brother, we're, we're going to definitely be 3 and 4 because. Uh, coming from the West Coast, flying east, playing at one o'clock Eastern time, time with uh, everybody pushing their clocks backwards. I'm thinking, oh my God, this is going to be a disaster. And actually, the Raiders did pretty darn well for being a dome team. Now, let's face it, they're, uh, when would you ever say the Raiders are a dome team? But they are now because that new stadium is a dome. And uh, they actually played pretty well in the weather today. So I, I was quite surprised by their performance and uh, they've got an easy schedule for the next couple of weeks, so hopefully we can take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Colts 41, Lions 21. Bill, did you? I'm sure you caught that game. I did. I was had to do a little business at Best Buy, but I was back for three quarters of the game. Colts had a consistent running game. Uh, not so much the passing was okay. But passing they was better it. early because Rivers, what do you have, two or three touchdowns early? Yeah, he yeah. did. Um, yeah. The tight end scored, what, two weeks in a row, a rushing um, touchdown two weeks in a row. So they actually, you know, consistently, you know, who knows about Tennessee? I'm not sure that all this COVID hasn't affected the Titans a little bit, too. Well, that's possible, too. Schedule, you know. But the Colts are consistent. I'm not saying they can hang with Tennessee, but I don't know that they can. But you know, well, they're in the mix. With that, extra, that, with that extra wild card team, Bill, there's always that. That's right. They're in the mix for that now. So five and two is not bad. I mean. No. 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 That's actually, it's good. <laughs> yep. Vikings 28, Packers 22. That This was kind of a a strange game at the end. The Packers scored a touchdown with a couple of minutes to go and went for two. They first didn't get it. Then they overturned it by replay, and they did get it. And I'm guessing they went for two, thinking that if they would score a touchdown, then they could just win with the extra point. But uh, they yeah. did, they got the ball back, and they fumbled it at the end, and, and the Vikings held yeah. on. But uh, I'm guessing oh. the Vikings fans take some solace in this. 
Well, again, like Atlanta, this is a talented team that's underachieved. And so you never know whether they're going to uh, come up and, and bite you. And this is what they did. Now, the, I think that was a bad move. I think what you do is there is kick the kick it, make it 28-21. Then if you, again, are being silly and you want to do one of these uh, things where you win it at the end. But I think a team like the Packers, they ought to just look to tie it up. I think they should kick the, the two extra points. Didn't matter because they yeah. didn't get the other touchdown. But Dalvin Cook uh, came back for the Vikings with a vengeance. He had three rushing touchdowns the one receiving touchdown. He was the star for the Vikings. He's their best player, and he wasn't there. So you've got to – but the Vikings could have won a couple of other games we know earlier in the year, but they didn't. But uh, they they gained a game on everybody in their division because everybody else lost. So it doesn't mean they're in back in the – goals they, it was 14 to 9 at one point and they were you know trying but they were moving the ball a little bit and getting field goals but after that the Chiefs clamped down and that was the end of it and uh, you know it came out the way if, if you had the Jets you, you got 19 or 20 points and that wouldn't be enough so nope. there you go that was uh, that was it for the Jets and they are Dolphin. they do they do have that game coming up with the Patriots I think that's going to be very interesting on Monday night at least the Patriots and Jets fans it may not be the all-time record setter and Monday night football, but it's certainly going to be interesting to Patriots and Jets fans because uh, uh, who's who's tanking for Trevor? I guess is the question. Yeah, Dolphins twenty-eight, Rams seventeen. The Rams did not play well. The Dolphins got some. No, uh, Jared Goff four turnovers, and yep. uh, the Dolphins four touchdowns and won the game twenty seventeen. Well, this was the debut, yeah. by the way, of Tua Tungavailoa as the starter mm-hmm. for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, and he didn't really do a whole lot, and but he didn't have to do a whole lot. The defense and special teams. Teams, uh, you know, they, they ran a touchdown back uh, on a punt. They they recovered. They had an interception for a touchdown. Uh, he did throw one. So I mean, uh, it was kind of one of those things where this is the way to start. Uh, his team was just a lot better than the Rams. Again, one of these. Uh, again, they played Sunday night. No, that's not bad. Sunday night well, as opposed to Sunday afternoon. But they had to come all the way across. This, uh, you know, this is happening. The, the East and the West. This doesn't happen where both East and West are playing each other. You know, you know the and so keep, people are making these trips. And mostly, it seems like the teams have been going East. We haven't had the teams going West as much yet. We're going no, to. Well, but and, we have it as and much. the Rams now, of course, their only wins are against the Bears and the NFC East. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that was a bad loss, though, for the Rams, because in the NFC West, you need every win you can possibly yes. get. Oh, and yeah. Good, good day for Seattle, our, as we'll say later. Yeah. Yes. And our final early game was uh, Steelers 28, Ravens 24. And the weather again there, you would have thought it would have been a lower scoring game, but they actually put up some good points in, in the bad weather. They did. And the Steelers came back. But again, Lamar Jackson had four turnovers as well. And one of them was a pick six uh, at the beginning of the game. But the Steelers were behind 17 to seven. And then uh, and they were massaging Roethlisberger's uh, wrist or whatever. And they, you know, where he had his operation last year. And that must have done some good because he came out and had a much better second half. And they came from behind. They're still undefeated and they're in control of the uh, their their division to a degree. And uh, now, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, they and the Chiefs are right now the top two teams in the AFC. Broncos 31, Chargers 30. They The Broncos scored that touchdown with almost no time left. It had to kick the extra point and won it with, with really no time left. So the, the Chargers, yeah. you know, were ahead, and then the Broncos won it at the end. They so were way behind. That is, a, that is a nice win for Denver. It is. Yeah. And the thing is, they were way behind. I think it was 24-3 to three at one point, and – the thing is, you start to have, have to wonder. We've been talking about different coaches that might be on the on the chopping block. You got to start thinking about Anthony Lynn. 
This team has certainly found a quarterback in Herbert. He's doing very well. But this defense plays just well enough to lose. They've lost a lot of games. I mean, they beat Jacksonville the other day, but they've lost a lot of games like this. And they did make the playoffs a couple of years ago and won a playoff game. I forget who they beat. Then they came in here to play the Patriots and, you know, lost. But they got to the divisional round. So that's a couple of years ago. They beat the Ravens, Chris. Beat the Ravens, right? And they beat the Ravens in Baltimore, and that's right, they did. Now I remember, and uh, that was when Lamar Jackson had just taken over with the Ravens, and then they came in here and lost in the divisional round. So that might do him, put him in some stead, you know, with with the Charger ownership. I don't know, but it's uh, and it's not like they have an outcry of fans all concerned about it because they don't have any uh, COVID or no COVID. But, you know, the, the deal is you got to win these games. I mean, and Denver, Denver's on the way up. Denver's improving. And, uh, you know, Drew Locke uh, brought him back, and uh, they had yeah. quite a win today, as, as uh, Perry said. And, Chris, well, you they- mentioned these guys earlier. We'll, we'll tell you that the Seahawks beat the 49ers 37-27, to and uh, the 49ers had some more injuries. I know uh, Garoppolo left the game. With his ankle was bothering him. George Kittle left the game. So, yeah. A uh, good win for the Seahawks after losing a tough win in overtime last week. Yep. No, the uh, the Seahawks, uh, Arizona was off today, so they're like, I think, a game behind the Seahawks. Uh, so the Seahawks are in first. The Rams missed an opportunity, and, uh, and so did the 49ers. So it's really going to be – it's a good division, but Seattle and Arizona right now have the inside track. And the 49ers, you know, I think it's, it's not that they don't want to win, and they're playing pretty hard. It's these injuries and the post-Super Bowl uh, situation that it's hard to, especially a losing team in the Super Bowl, tends to have trouble the next year. Um, Saints 26, Bears 23, that took overtime, nearly a tie. And, of course, the yep. Bears had a player ejected for uh, actually throwing a punch at a Saints yep. defender. He did. He did. And uh, they came back, too. They were down 23-13. to 13. They got it tied up. And then uh, got it to overtime, but the Saints won again. The the South with Tampa Bay and the Saints, and now you saw Carolina slide back to the last couple of weeks. So it looks like Carolina and the Saints, uh, Carolina, Tampa Bay and the Saints will be probably two of the wild card teams. One is a division winner, one is a wild card. And I believe they play each other next week. If they do, they do. We'll talk about that in a minute. Cowboys Eagles just underway. Bucks and the Giants tomorrow night. Okay, so let me grab the uh, week nine schedule. And if you you can actually use your your schedule that you already have, because there were no changes for week nine as it happened. There are changes again for week ten and stuff, but not for week nine. So we start with, <coughs> excuse me, Thursday, November fifth. We have Green Bay at San Francisco, and that's 8.20 p.m. on Fox and NFL Network. And that uh, is a game, obviously, with two teams that aren't happy right now. And uh, both think they – well, especially the Packers. They think they should have won, but now they got to go out to San Francisco. So that's and no this fun. will be a rematch of last year's NFC <coughs> title game. So Yes, it will. Sunday the uh, 8th, we have Denver at Atlanta, 1 p.m. on CBS. Seattle at Buffalo, 1 p.m. on Fox. That will be a good game. Chicago at Tennessee, 1 p.m. on Fox. That will be okay, too. Uh, Baltimore at Indianapolis, 1 p.m. on CBS. That's a tough one. Uh, the Ravens won't be very happy coming off that one uh, for the Colts. Uh, Carolina at uh, Kansas City, actually, so they won't be playing next week. Carolina at Kansas City, uh, 1 p.m. on Fox. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we were talking about the uh, Saints and the uh, and the uh, Bucks. Yeah, they will yeah. be playing. But anyway, Carolina at Kansas City, 1 p.m. on Fox. Detroit at Minnesota, 1 p.m. on CBS. There's a game Detroit uh, could could pick off. I mean, Minnesota could pick off and continue to move up. The Giants are at Washington, 1 p.m. on Fox. Oh, we boy. have, uh, yeah, I know it. Houston is at Jacksonville, another great game, 1 p.m. Yeah. on CBS. The Raiders are at the Chargers, 4.05, and that's on Fox, though. 
So because they CBS has a doubleheader, but they so they gave uh, Fox that game. Raiders at the Chargers. Then Pittsburgh is at Dallas, 4:25 p.m. on uh, CBS. Ooh. Steelers ought to be able to handle that. Miami at Arizona, 4:25 p.m. on CBS. That's going to be kind of yeah. cool. Kyler Murray against uh, Tua. Tua, yeah, yep. cool. yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. New Orleans at Tampa Bay, 8:20 p.m. on NBC. So there's uh, your uh, Breeze uh, Brady matchup uh, two for this year. The Monday night game, as I said, is the Patriots at the Jets, 8:15 p.m. on ESPN. ESPN. And the uh, bye week is uh, the buys are Cincinnati, Cleveland, the Rams, and Philadelphia. So yes. there you go. So that's the week nine schedule, and no changes, as I say. So um, that's that's good. And we have some other NFL news and notes. I think. Um, let me get to those. Okay. Uh, we had uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is out for the season. We we knew that last week pretty much. We assumed that, but yeah. it was made official. Uh, he had torn ACL and he had surgery, and they're not sure if he's coming back to the Ram- the the Browns anyway because uh, just the way he is, you know, you don't even know what he's going to do from one one week no. to the other. His act runs runs uh, kind of uh, thin on people. Uh, Houston had uh, somebody with a uh, COVID case, and they had a deep cleaning, and but that was okay. They were off this week anyway, so nothing was. They didn't have a uh, a cluster or anything like that. They had a buy, but they had to do that. The Chargers had somebody too. Oh, and speaking of COVID, Chris, uh, coming across my phone earlier today, the Cardinals had two COVID cases, but they were off this week as well. So Okay. Yeah. There's an offensive lineman for the Giants who's going to be out with it, and 11 of the offensive linemen for the Giants were sent home. But, uh, you know, they, they uh, I guess, are going to be able to, like the Raiders, uh, yeah. they've, they've cleared now, and uh, there's one that's out, but the others will be able to play. And Sean had some interesting statistics about going into this week about the NFC West and the uh, and NFC East, that the NFC West was 19-8 and eight in games, and the NFC East was 7-20-1. So uh, that's yes. pretty amazing. Uh, talk about the, the best and the worst divisions. And the Rams had those four wins that uh, he talked about, all against the NFC East, and then that win against the Bears. And again, then they had to play the Dolphins today and didn't do too well. Uh, let's see. Then what else we got? I think that's it for the uh, NFL. We, notes. Did, Any dis- other NFL we did discover one thing. Um, there is a way. I do not know how to do it. Bill was looking at it. I don't know if you found anything yet, Bill. But there is a way to listen to games on demand with Sirius XM. Not sure how to do it, but we will continue to investigate. Yeah, I have it because we were almost off the air and I was struggling to keep us back on the air. So I can't leave the the computer okay. long enough to go find yeah, out. Well, we'll, if anybody, we'll find out about, how about it for the, next week's show. Right. How about this? If anybody else knows how to do it, certainly you get a hold of us and tell us how to do it, and we'll make sure. We'll give you credit for it if you tell us how to do yeah, it. Yeah, and right. I can figure it out. I just need to keep us on the air. Right. That's Absolutely. a good idea. Well, that's a good yeah. idea. That, But that is our NFL news, so we'll take our spot here, Bill, and yep. we'll come back with the rest of the show. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. 
Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org slash caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We are back. We're back. So the next item up for it for discussion is college football. Biggest game I think of the day. Let me go ahead and remind everybody the poll question before we get on that. Uh, Well, that way, keep it in your head. Keep thinking about it. Uh, Of course, what item in sports do you want put on the ballot for people to vote on to change or to keep or get rid of or whatever? We'll do that later. But now we went to college football. College football, probably the biggest upset was the number six rated Oklahoma State Cowboys losing to those Longhorns, Sean, yesterday. That was probably the biggest game of the day. Oh, and Tom Herman, for now, saved his job because there was a rumor. There were rumors that if he had lost or not even been competitive, if they had not been competitive, he may not have made it out of the weekend. There There were those people, and you don't see that in college football a lot. During the season, they usually wait till this till the end. But yeah, overtime, seven point win. They came, they uh, they pulled it off. Uh, I just, you know, really good, really good play by them. Uh, one of the other big, uh, another big upset, of course, Michigan going down to Michigan State. That was uh, yes, and of course there and are then, now no undefeated teams. In the Big Twelve. No. And Clemson, of course, held off Boston College, but they had uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence is out, and he will be out for the Notre Dame game, I found out. He will not. Okay, and I, yeah, I have practiced this name, uh, the quarterback now, because what happened, of course, I listened to this game, and BC had the lead at, uh, late in the second quarter, 28-10, 28-13 at halftime. So they, I'm glad uh, you we, practiced we, it, Chris, because I yeah. was trying it, and I kept butchering it. Yeah, well, I wrote it down phonetically. I don't know that it's really the way it's spelled. His name is DJ Uyungalele. That is so. Now that we've got now, and I think it's ironic that he comes onto the scene yesterday when we've just about figured out how to deal with Tua, and now here comes this other guy. <laughs> yeah. This, because this guy, he, he was his first start. He's a freshman, true freshman. He threw for over 300 yards, threw a couple of touchdowns. You know, led the comeback. Took him a, about a half to get his feet under him, but he he was able to do it. So BC lost 34-28. And, is he but also the, from Hawaii, Chris? No, well, he's, from deal, Southern he's from California. He's from California. He's now he went Moen. to a prep school and. 
He's, I was wondering if he was Samoan because there's a lot of Samoans. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, but the deal is the uh, the you know uh, the BC did give him a hard time there, and the BC radio crew is going to Syracuse. I think they're going to drive, but they're going to Syracuse, so they will be there next week when they play uh, the Orange. So um, we've got some other college football notes. Uh, the game day will be at Augusta. Now, are they going to have to be quiet when they do the game day, uh, Sean? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, I just thought about, I never thought about that. But yeah, they're going to. I mean, and now Corso, of course, he's not there. They have him set up at his home. He doesn't go. So is he the loudest he one? Yelling. So that's why they did that. What happened? <laughs> yeah, he is yeah. the loudest yeah. one. But but yeah. he uh, yeah because I've heard him on some of those things he's always yelling but the the thing is they're doing that the weekend of the Masters so this the Masters is not this coming weekend it's the weekend of the the twelfth through the fifteenth and it's covered by ESPN and then the CBS takes it over on Saturday so they want to have game day there to finish off their coverage I guess on the Saturday the fourteenth so that's where it's going to be so there you go uh, we also had Wisconsin and Nebraska postponed. Because the event ended up by the time it all shook out, at least the last I heard, 16 staff or players. Uh, I've heard, some, I heard, it 16, was it, I heard 22, 22 people. It was like 12 players and 10 staff. Is what I heard. Right. 16, so, 16 players. And, and Wisconsin, players. They will, they, it's very unlikely that they play next week either. Right. And now here's the interesting part on that one. And coming out of that, Nebraska, of course, called up Tennessee Chattanooga and said, hey, would you like to play a game? We want to play. Big Ten said, no, no, you're not doing that. So Nebraska, I wonder if maybe they might be exiting the Big Ten. Yeah, they- I don't think they're very happy right now. They may head back to the Big 12, you know, yep. they're right they there. Really if, if, the, the if the Big 12 would even want them back. Well, they might, yeah. I think they would. I think I think uh, Texas and Oklahoma would take them back because, you know, they – you know, I could I could see a scenario. Notre Dame joins the ACC. They need a 16th team. They say, "Hey, West Virginia, you know that's more for y'all." And then they go get Nebraska and maybe a couple other teams like a Houston, SMU, BYU, somebody like that, and become more. Uh, I I could see them. Then I don't know who the Big Ten would go get. Maybe Cincinnati yeah. or Temple. I don't know, but I don't know. But anyway, uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see with Nebraska because I don't think they're very happy about what's been going. I think the whole western part of the Big Ten, though, Iowa hasn't been happy either, have they, Sean? Uh, that is correct. No. Or, or, or Perry, yeah. I should say. And so that happened. And so Wisconsin, you're right because they have a three week rule, which is beyond anything that anybody else has. But again. My theory about why that is is they, there was negotiation because there's a lot of people didn't even want to play, and they said, oh, three weeks, yeah, I don't care, whatever. But basically anybody who's close to quarantine, it's 10 days to two weeks for anything else in the country. So if once you have it and if you're healthy and once you can come back, it's 10 days to two weeks, but it's three weeks for them, so whatever. Yeah, their season may be uh, kind of in jeopardy. I mean, they'll let them play what games they can play, but they're not going to be playing the right number of games, that's for sure. And they don't have they don't have bye weeks built in. They're playing straight through, which because they came back late. And you know these other leagues may have said may have been the smart ones because they said, hey, we're starting a little earlier. We're getting out ahead of it just in yeah. case we have to. Yeah, because well, everybody, was saying, everybody was saying everybody was saying that the cold weather there would be a spike, and there sure is. So uh, you know this is this is what's yeah. happening now. Well, I remember the Pac-12 comes back this week, and of course they're not going to play a. a, a a uh, solid number of games either, no, and no telling how many cases are going to pop well, up. Well, they that will conference. if they I mean, they haven't even started yet, Robert. Let's see what happens. They may play all their yeah. games. The ACC mm-hmm. and the Big 12 have done very well. So, yeah. you know, it yeah. doesn't mean they won't. I mean, except Baylor. Except yeah. Baylor. I mean, they've had, game, they've had a game 
moved, but the ACC, for the most part, and Big 12, like you said, and even, and the SEC has had limited. They've had, you know, a couple here and there, but I mean. Yeah, no, they've done pretty well, too. So, any more, uh, so what do we have coming up next week uh, for college football? Anything? Notre Dame Clemson could be an interesting one. That's, I think, the We'll see that Uwe, now I've got to look at it again, Uwe Ungalele, and see how he does against the Irish. Yep. Yeah, yep, that ought to be the inner. That's the one I'm thinking mm-hmm. should be pretty interesting to see. But they're ready. I mean, if Trevor, when Trevor Lawrence leaves, they're, they're this kid looks like he's ready. He, he did oh, a good yeah. job yesterday. He's, you know, yeah, he's definitely ready. Yeah. But, Any other college uh, notes for that before we move nope, to baseball? Nothing. Just just a Not reminder that college basketball starts November 25th. So for those That's wondering, right. I know we have some basketball listeners. Where's basketball? <clears throat> November 25th is the start date. That's right. Okay, so on to baseball. Well, of course, the Dodgers finally did win the World Series four games to two, and they beat the Rays three to one in game Ooh. six on Tuesday night. And uh, so they, they, it's they and the Lakers that we said something would happen. You'd have co-champions in a town, and it's the Lakers and Dodgers, uh, the same as 1988. Uh, but the big uh, controversy, well, there are two big controversies. The <laughs> one about the game was Blake Snell, and he was t- pitching very well. The Braves had gotten a home run in the first inning. We're ahead one to nothing. You mean the Rays? The Rays, right. yeah. If, I don't know if I said I halfway. The, said no, you Braves, said anyway. the Bra- You said the Braves. <laughs> I don't Again, think the Braves were there doing this. So the Rays were ahead, and uh, you know he was pitching well. And what happens is this is this analytics. I guess I'm thinking that it was probably the third time through the lineup, and they don't like to do that. A, this is a former Cy Young winner, so it's not like just some guy off the street. B, this is the last game of the season. You're not saving. You're not worried about a pitch count. You're not worried about innings. You're not worried about anything. You're just trying to win the game. I gave the analogy this week when we discussed this, that the NBA, the the coaches coach differently in the playoffs than they do in the regular season. Usually in the NBA, you see 10 guys come out, you know, a, a rotation of about 10 guys, you know, come in. When the playoffs come, it's seven or eight guys because they know they want, they want the matchups. They want certain people in there. Everybody plays more innings because you're going to have days off. You're not playing back-to-backs, blah, blah, blah. So baseball needs to really start thinking about, um, and, and, you know, but they get, they get, uh, to be enslaved by these uh, these guidelines that they've uh, created, and you, you've got to stop to start thinking when you're in the playoffs. It's a little different. You got to use the eye test and be ready. Get them out. You don't want to have a Grady Little situation with Pedro in '03 where you don't get them out in time. That's not what you're talking about. You know, if he got in trouble. Now the Rays, on the other hand, they only got one run. You know, now if if, if were they going to really win one nothing? I don't think so. So that was a problem. The other problem was our friend Justin Turner. Now, this is a really crazy story because they took him out. The Dodgers, suddenly he was not there in the eighth inning. And it turned out, we found out later, that he had tested the positive for the virus. And how come the question was asked in our group why they didn't know? And I don't know the answer to that. You do have each before each game that everybody's tested and you've got about 100 tests to run through because you've got staff and you've got players and you've got coaches and everything. So it's probably in the traveling party about 50, 40 to 50 people. But You've got to get this done before the game. Now, the NFL, always, you hear about 10 o'clock Eastern time in the NFL, everybody's been tested and we're good to go today. Uh, you know, if, if there were to any, be any more positive tests and stuff. We haven't had that on a Sunday, so luckily that hasn't happened. Because I don't know what the procedures are uh, when that would happen, but we have, we've not had them on Sundays. So my point, though, is this guy comes out of the game in the eighth inning, so he's been playing. We don't really think, though, there's much spread on the field in any sport. I think that's been kind of documented. We're doing pretty well with that. But he, they win the world championship of, you know, an hour later. 
And he comes back on the field. He's hanging out with everybody, including Dave Roberts, who's a cancer survivor. And he's hanging with his family, with his family and all the families and, you know, and all and he's that. Hu- and he's hugging teammates. And, and had no teammates. mask. And, and no, no, no mask. he did. He did have a mask, as I understand it. At oh, he first. At first, he did. He took the mask off. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, anyway, so the question is, what are they going to do about this? Whether there'll be some fines. Uh, I think the Dodgers have to take some responsibility. Somebody had to say, get off the field. Um, I, I understand it's the team. And you just won the World Series. You're very excited. but And it is the end. So you figure, oh, we'll just go home. And if we have the virus, we'll be okay because we're 20 or 30-something. We'll be all right. And that's probably true. But it's just you don't know. You, you, you've got uh, Roberts there. You've got older people on the field. Uh, uh, Rob Manfred's on the field. You know, people who are older people were there. That, you know, and you just really can't. It, it was pretty irresponsible. Let's put it that yeah. way. And, and, and he is a free agent, so we don't. You wouldn't think that would necessarily hurt him in free agency, but uh, he is a free agent. Now, the Dodgers, of course, have gone back to L.A., but uh, Justin Turner and his wife are both quarantined in uh, Dallas. Okay, yeah. Okay, so then we had some managerial moves. Tony La Russa is indeed going to be the manager of the White Sox because uh, Jerry Reinsdorf said, I made a big mistake letting Hawk Harrelson fire him in 1986, so I'm bringing him back. So, uh, you know, I guess that means if uh, Hawk hadn't fired him, he would have been managing for the White Sox for the next 34 years, according to Jerry Reinsdorf. And apparently it was exclusively Reinsdorf's decision. Uh, Nobody is based. uh, He cut everybody out of the decision-making process, the GM, the president. He he took over and told everybody that this is who you're hiring, and there was no discussion. And I don't know how he feels about analytics. And, you know, this is like the old uh, war horse, you know, coming back. And you don't know whether he's into it or not because, uh, you know, I don't know how – I mean, he was a great manager. And we we know that. But is he going to be really going along with the people that he's going to be surrounded with? When you're an older person and you work in a place and you're surrounded by younger people who kind of have their own way of doing things, it's like when you're real young and you're in your 20s and the older people that are in their 40s and 50s are running things. When you get to your 60s and 70s and the young people in their 40s and 50s are running things, you're out of step with them. You know, we're generational people. So, you know, you really don't know how this is going to work. One guy who does go along with uh, analytics is A.J. Hinch. And he is going to be managing the Tigers, and that's a good deal for Tigers. They're they're up and coming. They they showed they some improvement this year, so we'll see how and, they can do. And he uh, did a and he did an interview, Chris, this morning on uh, MLB Network Radio with the two gyms on Sunday morning, and he he was very contrite about uh, what happened with the sign stealing. He, I mean, obviously, as we well know, the investigation proves that. Uh, the only thing he did wrong is he didn't stop it, that he didn't participate in it, but he didn't stop it. Right. Unlike Jeff Lunau, the GM, he still claims he knew nothing about it and it wasn't his problem and, and you know, nothing got to him. Yeah. So, yeah. But we know that Jeff Lunau has had other problems other than that. Remember, he was the involved in when the Cardinals were uh, hacking into, into uh, Houston's systems and all that stuff so we know we know yeah. he's had other issues but hench was very contrite uh of course he is into the analytics he he knows how they work and he said he is you know going to be getting a hold of tiger players and uh he'll be trying to get a coaching staff in the next couple weeks but he's looking forward to getting back into the game and it sounds like from what you hear from what the two gyms were saying is that Although they've interviewed Don Kelly and several other guys, it sounds like that unless something really strange happens, that uh, Alex Cora will be brought back to the Red Sox. 
Okay. Well, I think the fans, I don't think the fans would mind that. I think just, just hearing people, you know, once, you know, it's interesting to see if we can get anybody to talk about anything but the Patriots, even as bad as they are, because people <laughs> are just used to doing that this year. Yeah. But when they do, I think that the, they kind of, I think if you took a poll of the fans, most of them would say, you know, we like Alex, let him come back. And, you know, he, he's, he's paid his uh, dues and uh, we're good to go. So Steve Cohen is now the new owner of the Mets. That's official. The owners, uh, the ownership of met on Friday of the other owners and voted him in. And uh, there was a, a, there was uh, Mayor de Blasio of New York was ex- objecting, saying he wanted some development in Queens, but apparently uh, uh, and was going to maybe talk about how the lease might be different if uh, he didn't do anything like that. But it sounds like he's amenable to doing some stuff. And what he's talking about is things around a ballpark, you know, maybe buying some other, or, you know, having using some of his land around the ballpark for concessions for some, uh, you know, sort of a baseball uh, carnival kind of an atmosphere. They have it at Fenway Park. You, you, when you, you know, back when we used to have fans go to these games, you could go there and get a drink, and you could get a you know, get a like a sausage sandwich or something, those kinds of things. I think they just want to, you know, beef yeah. up the game day experience and, and make Queens a little bit more, uh, you know, more of a friendly place to be. It's, it's sort of a lot of the is. teams do this in some manner. I know the Cubs do, and I'm sure others do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we had a lot of players that uh, with with uh, teams not picking up their option, the, the team options. Often the, when the players sign contracts, it's either a player option or a team option. But these are the team options. And we had some people that didn't uh, get picked up. Colton Wong, the second baseman of the Cardinals. There was a $12.5 million option on him. Uh, let's see. The Colorado first baseman, Daniel Murphy. He's the guy who used to play for the Mets, right? Yeah, he played for yeah. the Mets, yeah. the Nationals, and the Cubs. That's right. That's okay. Yeah. And so he's going to be a free agent because he was not picked up. Minnesota declined pitcher uh, Sergio Romo. And uh, Milwaukee did not pick up Ryan Braun's uh, uh, option, and he's been there for 14 years. And, of course, you remember him. He was involved in the steroids uh, there a couple of times. But, uh, of course, uh, that was all forgiven by the Milwaukee fans. But they're not picking up his option. Cleveland waived, uh, Brad, waived their closer, Brad Hand, and they are not going to pick up uh, his $10 million option And uh, when that comes back around. And let's see, uh, the Yankees wow. did uh, pick up uh, Zach Britton's option for 2022, they um, already had him for 21, but they already said they're going to keep him for 2022. And let's see, uh, qualifying offers, the deadline was supposed to be today. Uh, and, it, and, and it indeed was. Yeah, and so you, you had some names on that uh, front. Yes, Barry. Trevor Bauer from the Reds, uh, Marcus Stroman from the Mets, DJ LeMayhew from the Yankees. Uh, were just a few, were three of the uh, six. George, George Springer of the Astros. George Springer uh, of the Astros. He probably won't take it. I would assume LeMahieu won't, um, but Stroman uh, might. And the catcher from the Phillies also. Uh, JT Romuto, uh, and he won't. Yeah. But and, and now remember, too, we're also going to have this deal coming up, the non-tender, Chris, and that would mean, you know, some of these players that are, arbitration eligible the team may just non-tender them and they would go to free agency it there are going to be a lot of players out there right for free Jamie, agency JD because Martinez, of all the... then you have the guys who can can exercise an their option jd martinez of course and i predicted that he's had such a horrible year he's not going to try free agency no. he's going to come back to the red sox and hopefully they can work something out where he can get what he needs for for video, they may uh, relax some of the video things. Uh, you know, make it so that people can can watch themselves, but not other 
I don't know what they'll do, but they they probably there's probably going to be a push to get the video back into the game. I think somehow. there will. I think there will be because I what happened was I think all this came out so late that MLB just didn't have time to you know figure with all the negotiations yeah. and stuff going on they just didn't have time to figure it out. We do have Jamal whenever you want to get to him. Okay, well we just finished uh, baseball. The notes I had. Do you have guys have any more baseball stuff? This might I, be a good. I time don't. To talk so to Jamal, Jamal, if you want to unmute yourself. Hello, Jamal. Hello, good evening. How are y'all doing? There you go. Hey, how's it going, Jamal? Are you happy with the new manager, Jamal? Hell no. (laughs) Okay. I'm not happy. And here's why. I'm not, I don't have anything against senior citizens since I have senior citizens in my family. I'm glad to know that since I'm one. So that's good. (laughs) But LaRusa is 76 years old. And I'm not a big analytics fan either, but he has some very old concepts. For example, what really burned my butt about LaRusso was, was some comments he made back in February when talking about the black athletes protesting and, and getting involved in social justice issues. He basically all but said that the athletes should be quiet and play. I'm paraphrasing what he said. Well, and, that's what, and then Jamal, that is one issue he's going to have to – to deal with because we know that um, especially Tim Anderson on that team does uh, support you know yeah. the social justice stuff. So we, that is yeah, yeah. that's and one thing Larusso will have to deal with. Now, now I also say this: he claims he was asked about. It, he claims he's changed his opinion and what have you. But I kind of find it funny how he popped off this garbage in February, then all of a sudden he's changes his opinion now. I, well, one I of the things, though, Jamal, just to be to be fair, and I don't know how whether it's sincere that he says this or not, but one of the things that you find in the polling data after the George Floyd thing, a lot more people are going along with Black Lives Matter and do understand that there is institutional racism and stuff that then did before that. That was a real big deal. So maybe that got to him, you know? Maybe, well, maybe so, but I'm also a little cynical because I wonder if Kenny Williams probably gave me a slight lecturing on that as well, but I'm going to say this here and now. I'm going to give LaRusa a chance, and if LaRusa pops off of this nonsense again, then I might be through the White Sox and might very well switch back to the North side. Now, the, the thing, too, is I don't think you'd have to do that because I think at this point of time, if somebody says something like that, if they really step out and do that, I think they're going to be gone anyway. It's like, what was it that, um, what's his name said in Miami? Who is, oh, I can't think of his name. The manager, and he said something about the Castro or something, remember? And he got uh, himself Ozzie fired. Was it Ozzie Guillen, yes. Ozzie Guillen of the White Sox, yeah. <laughs> right, of the, well, the Marlins then. Yeah. He got fired for that. Yeah, the so Marlins. They, they yeah. don't pretty much tolerate stuff like that. I, I think, uh, you know, if Tony's going to manage, he's a smart man. He's a lawyer, so you got to know how to cool it. He, he really is a lawyer. What did you think of LaRusso when he was manager of the White Sox before? Oh, Jamal, go ahead hit your hit your button again. I I hit your button for you. So go ahead and hit your button again if you want to answer that. Well, I'm going to say this: when I was now when he was manager of the White Sox, he got uh, dumped when I was 13 years old. Now the White Sox in 1985 had a talent year. In 1986, they off to a slow start. That's when oh, the Hillbilly from North Carolina fired Tony Larusa. He's actually from Georgia, but that's okay. Go ahead. Well, Georgia, North Carolina. I mean. <laughs> I, it, 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 and I could go on a all night rant about him, but I won't. But uh, I frankly think it was probably a mistake for them to dump uh, 
Larusa, although I'm still to this day surprised that the Cubs didn't scoop him up after the White Sox did because both teams had openings at that time frame at the same time. The right. A's had already made the White Sox had already made a deal with the A's uh, for him to go there. That's why the Cubs didn't do that. Okay. Okay. Let us bring on Pierre. Pierre, if you want to hit your unmute button, you'll be able to talk. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Well, I'm calling in to totally disagree with Robert 100%. Okay. And NASCAR, just because you uh, win uh, a, a lot of races during the season doesn't shouldn't automatically put you in the playoffs. That's just like saying a team in baseball wins 162 games, they automatically go to the World Series. No, if they lose, if they lose in the playoffs, they're not in the World Series. No, that's true. Boy, but was, we, disco- you know, we discovered that the hard way, didn't we, Pierre, in 2008, <laughs> yes. when the Cubs went about 110 games and got knocked right. out in the first round? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You can't just automatically put somebody in the playoffs. And the um, Eagles are winning 7-3 to three right now. Okay. All right. All right. See, that's the thing. When we go to our new Tuesday night, we won't have these partial scores. I know, uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll just uh, plow right along, and that, that'll be cool. Yeah. But it's kind of nice yeah. to get the partial scores. They're kind of interesting, too. And, and Pierre, I don't mind that you disagree with me. That's okay. And what well, was the no, story yesterday, uh, Pierre? What was the story yesterday? I mean, for LSU to lose by as much as they did to Auburn, that's like the Patriots game of last week with San Francisco. I mean, that just doesn't happen. What What was going on yesterday? Well, you have to remember, it it, it, it was a uh, a freshman quarterback, and uh, you got to remember that uh, he lost twenty eight players last year to the draft and graduation. Okay. So you know, yep. All right. that's the reason. All right, there you go. Well, that explains yeah. it. But you got a Saints win today. You you beat Jamal's Bears, so you're you're good. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Yeah. All right. All right, so we have some NBA stuff to talk about here, and uh, the NBA, uh, the draft is going to be on November 18th, and Sean and I, well, this was brought up on WFAN on the Veningo and Roberts show the other day, and I agree with it, and Sean did too, that they wasted a lot of time here, and I don't even know the reason for it. The season ended on October 11th, and they could have had the draft uh, a week and a half, two weeks after, like the NHL did, and they could have been into their uh, free agency. Maybe they'd want to wait to after election day because a lot of people are involved in different things with the election this year. In particular, some of the players have been very outspoken, and they may be involved, and maybe they didn't want to do that. But you could have, have it start, you know, whenever, Wednesday or Thursday this week. Instead, they're going to have the draft the 18th of November, about two days later, we're going to have the free agency, the quote-unquote, the off-season start. That means anything. No transactions until the 20th or so. And then training camp, if the owners open on the 20th, get the, what they want, which is to open on the 22nd of uh, December, training camp will open on December 1st. But, Perry, you were also hearing that uh, the, uh, there's been a pushback by the players about that. Yeah, the, the owners want to start the season December 22nd, but the players, they don't want to start the season until MLK Day. Right. That's and they're so, still trying the to, and they're still trying and they're still trying to collectively bargain that out. Yeah, yeah, see the, the problem owners, is if they want to go to the Olympics, they the to start on the 22nd of December gives you a 72 game season. If you then wait till Martin Luther King Day, well you probably have about a 60 game season or something like that. Yeah. The, and the issue is do they want to go to the so the, it's a three-way thing. You could start later, but then you might say, well, we won't go to the Olympics. And then everybody could play their 72 games. But the, both leagues, the NHL and the NBA, do want to get their calendars back 
to where they were. I don't think the experiment with the NBA, they, they kind of it lucked into it with the virus. I don't think the summer basketball really uh, was the ratings were as good as when it's held in uh, May and June, like it usually is the playoffs. So I don't think they did as well as they thought they might. And the one, the one thing, like said, the the league wants they want the to go to the Olympics because it's a big promotional thing for the NBA. So they that's why they want their they want to be involved in the Olympics. They say we need to be there uh, now. The ratings, I don't know. Before football started, the ratings were okay, but they were, you know, that first, they they were decent. But you also, you got to look at several things going on. It was, everything was back at the same time. Plus, ratings always go down in all the sports on election years. And especially this year, uh, rate, their, their top primetime shows are Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, and Rachel Maddow. They're, they're your top shows in wow. primetime. They're doing like... I mean, Fox and MSNBC are doing record, like four and five million viewers a night, and so that has some to do with it. Plus, just, but I think I think if they went into July, I think they're okay. They just don't they don't want to go all the way to August, but they, you know, and the owners they say even by starting December twenty second, they're going to lose I forget how many billion dollars. By starting then, they'll lose more well, by if, Martin Luther King Day. And if you wrap it in July, and David USF, I see you, we'll get to you in just a second. But if you wrap it in July, you could almost be pretty well normal by your next start of next season. Right, yeah. right. And one other thing to cover in the NBA is Daryl Morey is now going to be a part of the Sixers organization. Well, yeah, yeah. we've got that. So we're going to have Daryl Morey there. We're going to have... Uh, Doc Rivers, and we're going to have uh, Elton Brand. Oh, yeah. So they're and all going to, I'm sure, have their input about uh, who's what's going to be going on with the roster, and that could be a little chaotic. And uh, as I said in my message, I don't know now if you say too many Chiefs and not enough Native Americans or what you say, but uh, whatever it is, I think that's what the Sixers are going to be dealing with. And Steve another Silas. thing, uh, yeah, uh, Steve Silas, the son of Paul Silas, is going to be the uh, new coach of the. Uh, of the Houston Rockets. So there and you the go. only and the only job that's still open is Oklahoma City's. So. Right. right. Yeah. So uh David, if you want to hit your unmute button, we will hear you. Hey guys. Uh, Hello. I joined the show late, so I'm not sure if you had not done the deaths yet. I not yet. To, uh, not uh, yet. I want to add a college basketball coach died today. I'm not sure if you have that on on nope. your list. Nope. Who, who's that? Okay. Uh, Billy Tubbs. Oh, oh wow. The yeah, former Oklahoma Tubbs. basketball coach. Yes. So if I can do that. Uh, sure, go, go ahead. right ahead. Yeah. All right, here we go. Billy Tubbs, uh, dead at the age of 85. Uh, he had leukemia, been battling leukemia since 2015. Uh, so he was an assistant coach at Lamar Tech. Uh, it was then known as Lamar Tech. It's now known as Lamar. So he was an assistant coach at Lamar Tech as it was known then, from 1960 to 1971. The head coach at Southwestern University in Texas from 1971 right, to 1973. Right, 71 to 73 at Southwestern. Uh, then he was an assistant at North Texas University from 73 to 76. Then the head coach at Lamar from 76 to 80. Then, of course, the head coach at Oklahoma from 1980 to 1994. Uh, the head coach at TCU from 1994 to 2002, and he went back to Lamar as their head coach from 2003 to 2006. And he was the uh, the uh, athletic director at Lamar from 2002 to 2011 uh, when he retired. 
he had a head coaching record of 641 and 340, uh, NCAA tournament record of 18 and 12, and an NIT rec- tournament record of uh, 11 and 6. His best tournament uh, results are as follows. He took the Sooners to the NCAA championship game in 1988, losing to Danny Manning and Kansas. Yep. And the also to the NIT championship game in 1991, losing to Stanford. Uh, so that's it for Billy Tubbs. That's all oh, I that's have. Good. That so, saved so, me a lot of writing. So while, you, while you're here, while you're here, David, give us your World Series thoughts. I know you're a big Dodger fan. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I went crazy with the Dodgers. As, as you, as you heard, <laughs> I wish we had as we heard, yes, yes. <laughs> we, we heard. We... <laughs> was, yep. long, long time coming. I mean, yeah, uh, have they have they done anything? And again, I haven't really been hearing about this. And obviously, you can't have a regular parade. Are they going to do any kind of civic celebration? They just say they're going to wait till all this is over, or what? Uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything. We'll probably just wait. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing, uh, nothing uh, on the table yet. But uh, okay. David, unbelievable. They finally did it. David, yep. since you're a Dodger fan, what is your opinion of Justin Turner? Uh, yeah, that's uh, unfortunate, but uh, you know what? That shouldn't overshadow no, the, no. Uh, the, oh, yeah, no. the, uh, the championship or the oh, celebrations. No, yeah, it doesn't. So. It doesn't. But it's, it's I, th- I think the bigger, I think the bigger thing, and it doesn't overshadow the championship, David. But I think the bigger story, other than than the Turner story, is. I heard a lot of Dodger people. Man, was I happy to see Cash get Snell out of that game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, analytics really uh, burned them. You know, it yeah. certainly did. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, their loss is our gain, I guess. So That's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, who knows what would have happened. Maybe yeah. uh, Tampa Bay would have won uh, game six. But I think the Dodgers would have pulled it out anyway. I mean, uh, there was just no stopping them all season long. Well, and, uh, you know, and the Rays announcers, what they were saying is, and they've seen the big lineups in the American League, you know, Houston and the Yankees and the Red Sox and the teams that really line up from one through it. They said that the, that was the best lineup they'd seen, you know, uh, in the you know last couple of years with all the teams they play, including Toronto even, you know, in the East with all the hitting that goes on. So uh, that's that's quite a compliment. And I think the Dodgers, you know, with, with the addition of Mookie and it just uh, solidified everything. And, uh, you know, they, they finally a big free agent actually won a title. You know, we've been talking about these guys the last two or three years, Bryce Harper and everybody, and they haven't been winning. Well, Mookie got his, so that's good. Right, right. Unbelievable. So. Okay. Yep. So anyway, David thanks. brought up the okay. listeners. Thanks, David. Good job. Good job. Thank you, right, Thank you. All right, he, he brought up the so listeners, A couple more notes guys. before we get to the death, so David can hold, hear how these deaths. Hold, hold on. Hold I think on. Bill's trying to say something. I'm just going to say, David brought up your listeners by three or four, so you guys might want to sign oh, in as a free agent. Oh, who said deaths aren't a darn fool, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless it's, unless it's our own, you know, we yeah. want those. But the, well, okay. well D- David is our, our death guy, and that's where we get all the information that's right. from. That's so. right. So anyway, the, the two either items we want to talk about before we get to the deaths, and then we get to Sean's uh, poll question, uh, is uh, actually the poll question, then the deaths. That's how we do it. The marathon, the we have our first postponement that I know of for 2021, which is the Boston Marathon. Of course, Patriots Day would be in April, and it will not be held on Patriots Day. It is going to be postponed till the fall. And that's another thing that you, uh, I was thinking about when we were talking about the NBA. You know, the marathon is similar to the Olympics because, and, and all these marathons, New York, Boston, the big ones, London, they're international competitions, and you start to wonder, depending on the situation with the vaccine and stuff, whether they're really whether the Olympics will be in 
2021 by July or not. It could be. I'm not saying it won't, but that's the kind of thing that indicates that the, the leaning right now with the way things are going is that uh, that's something that might not be possible. So right. we'll see. So, and you, right know, and you now, know, Chris, uh, Chris, one thing, one thing that I will say, and I know we don't want to get, we don't want to get off onto this too much, but I had to call in and check on my prescriptions today to the pharmacy. And they said that, uh, they will be one of the pharmacies that will be giving out the vaccine when it's available. I assume that if a pharmacy is telling you that, they must think that it is getting close. So hopefully well, that hopefully that's a little good news. That is, you know, the thing is, I think that, uh, you know, we've got three, uh, I guess there are five viable candidates, but like there are three that are in the same spot. We may have right. a choice of what vi- vaccine we take if, if the FDA may approve them all, if they're all uh, viable. So we'll see right. about that. But anyway, the marathon was postponed to the fall. And uh, so, Robert, you had a story about Craig Carton coming back to FAN. We kind of talked about it on All Things Radio a little bit, but why don't you uh, fill people in here on Sports Lounge? Uh, yeah, for those that uh, didn't know, uh, Joe Venigo, I, I hope I'm saying you got it right. that time. You yeah. got it that um, time. Yeah. Uh, he is retiring. Uh, his last show will be on Friday, this coming Friday. And beginning uh, Monday, November 9th, uh, Craig Carton is coming back to WFAN. Uh, and he'll be partnered with Evan Roberts from 2 to 7. So WFAN will have a five-hour talk show like they used to have when Mike and the Mad Dog was there. When Mike and the Mad Dog was, was on, they used to be on from 1 to 6.30. So these guys are going to be on from 2 to 7. And for those that are not familiar with Craig Carton's story, he was uh, a major part of WFAN a few years ago when uh, he did the morning show with Boomer Esiason. Well, he got addicted to to gambling, and he also got involved in taking money from hedge funds and stuff like that and wound up going to prison uh, and spent – I think he was there for about a year. And uh, HBO did a wonderful documentary this month or in October on him. So for those of you that have access to HBO Max, because I know it will probably still be there, it's a wonderful documentary to watch it. It, uh, it had everybody on from WFAN back at the time when he was originally working there, and it showed how he got started in radio and all the various stations he worked for. And uh, Apparently, a lot of the employees that are currently at FAN were very supportive in, in having him come back. Uh, okay. uh, and a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the people like Boomer and stuff, they, uh, they helped out his wife and kids uh, financially while he was away. So, um, uh, you know, I'm, this country is, is known for giving people second chances. And from watching his story, I've, I firmly believe he deserves one and hope it goes well. Okay, we'll see yeah. how it goes. All right, so I guess it's time for the poll question, and then we'll do the death. One, okay, the poll que- the question. And the poll question I mean, is, and by the, by the way, Sean, before you get the poll question, for those listeners who've tuned in, if you didn't hear the big announcement early on, stay tuned. We'll do it again at the end. Yes. Yes. But then you must go ahead and call in right now with your answers to the poll question, 646-876-9923-287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice, and you'll be here. The poll question is, if you could put an item in sports on the ballot for this election and have people vote on whether it should be changed, removed, you know, whatever, well, what item would that be? So we're going to start off with Chris. I would say that the thing that 
uh, would be nice. And we keep talking about it on here all, off and on all the time. And people would totally vote for it. This isn't controversial. A lot of these things would go through uh, by landslide. But uh, we don't have the power to make anything much happen in the world of sports. Uh, but I think universal streaming of the games on the radio, I mean, after all, they don't charge, you know, okay, they, they're charging money for, for getting them on TV. I think that enough people have computers and everything, but I think it would be great. You could maybe have some, some restrictions to some degree, uh, you know, with some regionalization. But I'd really like to see everything streamed. I'd like to be able to, if I, if I want to hear the Yankees, I want to just get, dial up uh, WFAN and hear it. Uh, without any problem, you know, some sports are very good about streaming, some are not, you know, NFL will do it from time to the Bears stream, the Giants stream, you know, there's different ones that do. On the other hand, owned by the same company, the Cowboys don't. Why? Uh, there's no rhyme or Houston doesn't. They're, they're owned by the same people. Why the heck is that? I have no idea. But I would like to see universal streaming on the radio. It's a real, you know, uh, blindness oriented idea because that's how we really enjoy sports with the, with local announcers. I think we get a real feel for it. And that's what I'd like to and, and in a lot of ways, Chris, to, to just to you know go along with that, there are some blind people who cannot afford to get the services that they have to get to listen. That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think we all have them, but there's some who don't. Yeah. Mine yep. would probably be um, some of these rules in baseball that we had this year, and it sounds like the two um, that I would really want to see taken out. I, I didn't. I just don't care for the DH in the National League. So I would say just take the DH out anyway altogether. And this extra inning rule has got to go. Yeah. Well, if we think it is going to go. Uh, no, the extra, people... inning, the extra inning rule, Manfred thinks it might stay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, the interesting thing The seven thing inning was... double headers he thinks are gone. Okay. The interesting yeah. thing about it was I heard some people towards the end of the year after they'd had it for a while and some of the announcers in just going by and I didn't hear a lot of games during the season with everybody, but I did hear some announcers comment on, you know, and hey, they're the guys that have to sit there for six and seven hours for 18 inning game. And if they, if the people, you know, if a game can get over in half hour, 45 minutes, they're, you know, that gets them out of the booth. So I think it's sort of a little bit selfish on their part in a way, but uh, the crowds do leave. I mean, they don't stay. It's not like uh, you, you see people even, I think even on games like, um, I think they did stay, let's say for Carlton Fisk, but I think with the Cardinals, I think when they had that long game with the Texas, didn't a lot, a lot of people leave? They did. You know, so, yes. you know, I think people but are that different was also, And I think part of that, Chris, was that game didn't end until after midnight. And I think if you, number one, uh, that's another one I think you could do. We could start, if we could start these games a little earlier than after yeah. 8 o'clock in the East. 7.30 Eastern or something like yeah. that. Or, yeah. even, so, or even 7 would be better. If you could, if you yeah. could, yeah. Okay, that's Robert, a good one. Robert, what do you want? Um, uh, well, I'm going to stay on the baseball theme, and uh, the World Series brings it to mind. Uh, this analytic stuff does not need to be in baseball. I, You know, uh, people like Kevin Cash uh, pulling pitchers out when they're doing well. Uh, and a lot of these managers are doing it, but Kevin, Ka Kevin Cash is now going to be the poster child for, for doing this because he did it on a national stage. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I can see Chris's point when he talked about it earlier. Uh, you know, you don't want a Grady Little leaving Pedro in too long, but I'd rather see somebody stay in a little bit too long than take them out when they're doing well. Uh, that, that would have to be the number one thing. And in boxing, uh, I would love to force all the various promoters to be able to sit down and actually negotiate with 
with uh, people because there's going to be a lot of fights that need to be made in the sport of boxing that will not be made for, uh, and the specific reason will be boxing politics. So th- those are the two things, analytics and baseball and cleaning up the boxing politics. Th- those would be my two things. Bill, what are you putting on the ballot? Let's see here. I'm going to put streaming at the top of my list. I fought okay. that for years and years and years, all the way back to my website when we used to have to pirate those games up and put them up just so people could listen to baseball. So I'm very passionate about that one. Uh, let's see. That would be... I think that would be my overwhelming thing would have to be the streaming of sporting events. I, Chris asked me a few minutes ago, or Chris, Perry asked me about the NFL. So I went to take a look at that from the iPhone perspective. You would have to use your Lady A device to be able to do that. I would make those games on demand real easy to get through, you know, on the app and make it accessible for sports fans and especially people that can't watch the games so right that's that is my passion and like i say bill and and i think bill you between bill and, and i between the two of us i will try to figure out the lady a version and tell you next week yeah i'll, I'll be able yeah. to do it for you but you're not going to be able to do I'll it on work your phone on that too perry okay so, yeah we'll all try to figure out okay um mike fletcher Oh, that's Sean. right. We got to get to Sean. I was going to go to Jamal right away. So Sean, yeah, right. yeah no, my, all right. I hang on, Jamal. Am we'll get to you. it on the ballot. I'm going to put it on the ballot that the NFL, I guess NHL and other sports, you cannot end in a tie. Win the game, whether it has to be a sudden death, or whatever. We don't need games ending in ties. We don't need everybody getting a trophy. Come on. And that, we'll put that on the ballot. Well, the only one that does now is uh, is football, NFL. really. Because yeah, the football. NHL, with a shootout, they, they don't have ties anymore. Yeah, they don't have ties. But, but, foot, but football, put it on. Make it to where, okay, each team gets one possession. Then it goes sudden death. No matter what, you know, you get a winner. Because the NFL is the only one. College football does it. Uh, I mean, college football does not end in ties anymore. Now, granted, their rules stupid where they're at the 25-yard line. Play the whole field, but get rid of Another thing you may want to consider as far as the NFL with this overtime rule, remember, overtime is only 10 minutes. Uh, yep. uh, uh, they need to put it back to 15 as far as I'm concerned. Well, if, I, if we get rid of the tie, yeah. then it will be sudden death. If yeah. we get rid of the tie, right. well, yeah. that's, um, that's yeah. true. Okay. All right. Now we can go to Jamal. Now we'll get Jamal, if you want to unmute, you can tell us what you want on the ballot. I have a couple of uh, things that should be put on the ballot. Okay. First of all, baseball. This absurd, asinine blackout rule. If you live live parts of Iowa, there's no reason you blacked out by about four or five teams. They need to. I think in our part of the country, Jamal, we have them, we have the thing cornered for that because, I mean, we're blacked out for all the Midwest teams and the Rockies. Right. I mean, you guys over there are screwed. I mean, at least yeah. here in Illinois, we because of White Sox and Cubs territory, although I live in the Chicago area anyway, and even downstate, you can still see Cardinals, White Sox, or Cubs, but out in Iowa, you guys 
are getting hosed, so this blackout rule needs to be junked. College basketball. One of our biggest pet peeves. This cockamamie jump ball rule where you got alternate possessions. Get rid of that nonsense and they should let them jump like the NBA. And also with college also with the issue of college basketball, a lot of big stars won't go to the pros anyway. Put in the quarter system and get rid of the half system. And finally and finally, another thing about Major League Baseball. The universal DH. Make it happen. Well, yeah, there you go. You're an American leaguer and Perry's a national leaguer. That, that's that's yes. what happens with that. So, and actually, I I would go the other way on the jump balls. I would actually do it that uh, the, the road team would start the first and fourth quarter, and the home team would start the second and third quarters, and and alternate possessions because the refs can't throw it up straight. You know, that's what people say, and that that's why the jumps aren't don't work out right because they. You know, they have faulty taps and they throw it up. We don't see as many jumps now as we used to. But, I mean, uh, I think the alternating possession is uh, its kind of cool because, you know, it's one of the little things, you know, oh, they have a timeout and they and if there's a tie-up, they have the alternating possession. You know, that's kind of a cool thing to hear coming down the end of a college game. And the half is unique, too, because nobody else plays halves except colleges. Now, women went yeah. to quarters this year. Women, women did. They, quarters, they yes. went to quarters, yes, but not the men. Right. So we'll see what happens. I guess the, uh, and that's, that's another uh, question. I assume people have been so busy trying to get the season on the road, Perry, that there really weren't any rules changes for college basketball this year. Uh, not that I know of. No. Yeah. No, there okay. weren't. Okay. Well, Chris, right. how about wrapping it up with, uh, we got the Billy Tubbs news. That was a pretty big one. So I'll That was a big one. Well, why don't we actually do, why don't we do the announcement, uh, repeat the announcement right now, and then we'll do the deaths, and then we'll wrap okay. it up. Then Because what we're going to do is we are moving our show. This is our last Sports Sounds Live on a Sunday night. We're going to be going to Tuesday night. So the way it's going to work is this coming Tuesday on the 3rd, we will be doing election coverage. Sean, Perry, Robert, and I, and others, Bill, will be there. And Paul, Tim, who knows? Whoever else wants to call in and yeah, you know, be part of the show. Anybody of you guys can call in on this number and <clears throat> be part of the show. And uh, give your opinions, and we'll try to cover it as best we can. That'll be on Tuesday night. Next Sunday, there'll be no show, and then we will start show number 117, our new era, will be on Tuesday nights, and it'll be earlier, too. It'll be 6 p.m., 6 to 7.30, 8 o'clock, whatever time it takes to, to get done. And uh, that'll be our new show, and we'll uh, our, the advantages, we'll be able to give you... Uh, the NFL standings right up to date. We'll be able to, you know, we'll, we'll run down the scoreboard like we do for the NFL, but then we'll give you the standings. We'll give you the schedule. We'll give you uh, whatever else we've, we've been giving right along the same way we've been doing. It'll just be on Tuesday night and things will be a little more settled and won't be as many things in flux as there are on a Sunday night. So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to see, uh, hopefully tell your friends, uh, you know, hopefully six o'clock Tuesday night's a good night for people. Just, you know, get done with your day's work or whatever you do and just sort of sit back with a better Average or something and listen to us and we'll try to entertain you okay so we have these deaths and um, and again thanks to uh, david for doing the one that he did which means i want that was a long one so i won't have to do that next time that's good and when you're done with the deaths i have a score update so all right robert al al yeah al carapella uh a defensive tackle for the 49ers he was 93 years old when he died he played for the 49ers from 51 through 55, then the Hamilton Tiger Cat in 56 in the Canadian Football League, and he was on the Pro Bowl in 54. 
He had three interceptions and one fumble recovery, and uh, that's all we really know about him. I hadn't heard of him before. Here's a guy I did, though, Jimmy Orr, and it's O-R-R, uh, Robert, just like Bobby Orr. I don't that's know if right. any relation. 85 years old, uh, wide receiver. He played for the Steelers from 58 through 60, Baltimore Colts, 61 until uh, January 17 of 71. He won Super Bowl five with the Colts that day. In uh, six, he was uh, won the '68 NFL Championship. Of course, the year they went in and lost to the Jets. In uh, he was the '58 Rookie of the Year. He had two uh, Pro Bowls uh, and once with each team uh, with the Steelers and Colts. 400 receptions exactly for 7,914 yards, 66 touchdowns, and he was a star at the University of Georgia and led SEC in receptions in '55 and '57. Uh, and uh, also was, uh, I think he did some running down there too as a halfback. So that was uh, his career. It came out of Georgia and then on to Pittsburgh and the Colts. Um, that Colts, he's pissed. The Steelers used to make some bad trades back then. They were not a good team. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, and uh, Robert can comment on this guy if he wants to afterwards. Miguel Angel uh, Castellini, 73 years old. He uh, was the light middleweight champion. Uh, champion. He won that on October 8th of 76. And he held it uh, for just one fight until March 5th of 77. Uh, he died of the virus of COVID-19. He was from Argentina. He beat uh, Jose Manuel Durand to uh, to win the uh, – he beat, won on a split decision to get the championship. And then he lost to Eddie uh, Gazzo, I think is the name, uh, on an unanimous uh, decision that he lost. His record was 74-8-12. and 12. So he had a lot of draws. So yeah. uh, what is what is what are your memories of him, if any, Robert? Uh, no, I don't know a whole lot about him uh, because back in the seventies, unless ABC of Wide World of Sports uh, went overseas, we didn't hear a lot about these guys. So, right. um, you know, uh, unfortunately, he uh, uh, I don't know if he ever fought here in the U.S., but a lot, it sounds like a lot of his fights were overseas. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, then we go to Bob Whitlow, a center, football center, eighty-four years old. He uh, started off at the University of Arizona in football, but he was also a shot putter in Arizona. He enlisted in the Marines, and then in 60, he uh, made the Olympic team, but he decided to play football instead. So uh, he did qualify for the team, but then he played uh, football. He played for the uh, Washington Redskins. They were the Redskins then, we can say that, 60 and 61. Detroit Lions, 61 through 65. Atlanta Falcons, 66. So he was the original Falcon and the Cleveland Browns. He played in 100 games, and he had one fumble recovery. So uh, no Pro Bowls for him or anything like that. Uh, and then let's see. I think this is the last uh, guy we have. And another prominent guy, Herb Adderley. He was there for all the Packer glory years, 81 years old. He's from Philadelphia. He played at Michigan State. He was a halfback there. And he uh, led in uh, rushing in 59 and 60. Uh, and uh, and let's see, he, he was a 12th pick, though, in the NFL draft at 61 by Green Bay. And Vince Lombardi turned him into a defensive back, a cornerback. He played for the Packers from 61 through 69 and Dallas Cowboys 70 through 72. Well, it's really not the whole 72 season. I think he retired uh, after they won the Super Bowl over Miami. He was in uh, four of the first six Super Bowls, and he won three of them, uh, two with the Packers, Super Bowls one and two, and then uh, Super Bowl uh, six with the uh, over the uh, Miami and with Dallas. Uh, let's see. So he played in four of the first six Super Bowls, five NFL championships, 
in 61, 62, 65, 66, and 67 with the Packers. He was in uh, five pro, pro Bowls from 63 through 67. Uh, he made the Pro Hall of Fame in 1980 and the Green Bay Hall of Fame in 81. And Bart Starr said he was uh, the best cornerback he'd ever seen. He broadcast for Temple uh, and for the Eagles uh, when he was in. The, when he came back to Philadelphia after his playing days were over. No cause of death given. And uh, and Nasser Adderley uh, is his is, is plays for the Chargers, and he's his cousin's grandson. And uh, he's a safety. Herb Adderley had 48 interceptions, 1,046 uh, yards on those returns, seven touchdowns, and recovered 14 fumbles. And he was also a, a returner of kicks. For, and they returned two of those for a touchdown. He played in 164 games and uh, 15 playoff games. He had five interceptions in the playoffs and one touchdown on uh, uh, in the interception of the playoffs and one recovery in the playoff. And he scored the first touchdown on an interception in Super Bowl history in Super Bowl II against the Raiders. So yep. there you go. All right, so that is our we do have a, We do have a hand, so let's, uh, David, if you want to hit your button, we would be able to hear you. I have one more death to announce, which I just Oh, found. good. This okay. is this makes less work. Let's work for me later on. Yeah. This is good. No, yeah. no problem, man. No problem. Here we go. Uh, former, former Major League First Baseman Julio Becker. Oh, yeah. Uh, last name spelled B-E-C-Q-U-E-R. Uh, dead at the age of 88. He died in a nursing home, no cause of death. Uh, he played for the Washington Senators, 10 games for the Senators in 1955, then a little more regularly for the Senators in, from 1957 to 1960, uh, 11 games for the Los Angeles Angels in 1961, uh, 57 games for the Minnesota Twins in 1961, and one more big league game for the, for the, for the uh, I'm sorry, the Twins. Uh, he played for the 57 games for the Twins in 61. Sorry about that. Uh, so 57 games for the Twins in 61, and then one more big league game for the Twins in 63. Um, and uh, let's see, in 488 games, he had 947 at-bats. 244 batting average, 12 home runs, 238 hits, and 114 RBIs. All right. Uh, I remember him. Yeah. I do. Okay. okay. Cool. And All right. uh, your, you, David. your score update is uh, Eagles 7, Cowboys 6 uh, in the second quarter. Okay. All right. And, of course, this is – we didn't mention the uh, – everybody can get off here and, and watch Ben DiNucci. I'm sure they've been waiting to do this all their lives. Yeah. So this will be great. Yes. Yeah. So, all right, Sean, why don't you wrap it up? All right. Well, of course, if you want – if let's just say you're bored next Sunday or whenever. If you want to download – this episode of First Times Live or any episode, go to legendoldies.com, uh, tell uh, or type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher three words, or tell your smart device to play uh, Sports Lounge Live on Apple Podcasts, or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine, and it archives up to 10 of them. So when you're listening to one, you just hit the pound key and keep going backwards and backwards so you can listen it to, hey, 20 hours of content if you really, you really go. want to and right. you know feel like it. But anyway, of course, if you want to contact us, sports lounge at allthingsradio.net, 800-693-0595. Or 
7715, hit the pound key and leave us a message. Don't mark a private, that way we can all hear it. But anyway, until election coverage, remember November 3rd, this Tuesday, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, and until our new time slot for Sports Times Live on November 10th, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 Central, yeah. Uh, we're going to say see ya. Yep.